Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Menards. My friend the dorm room in Steubenville because he inhaled too many paint fumes. Make sure you mention that it wasn't on purpose. And they'll have that on speed dial. They'll be like, oh, it's the Nevi incident. And then they'll just hit a button and then you'll be taken care of. (laughs) They'll know exactly who it was. Welcome to The Crunch, episode 66. It is your boy, Ethan, a.k.a. Bro Apostle. And I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. Patrick, I am home. This is, really? Honestly, no, this is like weird for me because it's bringing back memories from our summer podcasts. Which were all very fun and good. Like we did yeah. our, in this room, I interviewed Zachary Mabry. We interviewed Jake. Um, That's right. Arlene. Uh, There's just a very good uh, like memories Avera. of Avera. Yeah, all of the time that I spent down here waiting for you to get on the call. Um, I'm so mad. It's a very good reminder. <laughs> but there, okay, that's not completely incorrect because there was one time. <laughs> Where were you supposed to interview somebody? When we were interviewing Avera. And you spent an hour in adoration instead. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good. I'm I'm on break. I'm feeling good. How about yourself? How's the how's the, the Steubenville RA end of semester life? I mean, actually, to be honest, to be completely honest, the end of the semester is so depressing, and the oh. end of fall semester is the most depressing. Why, because... why is that? Well, at the beginning of the Listen, our campus like slowly comes to life and people that you're friends with slowly come back like one by one, little by little. And then all of a sudden campus explodes and it's nonstop excitement for three months. And then and at finals, everyone leaves incrementally after their last final. So all of your fl- friends slowly leave one by one. And then all of a sudden campus just dies and there's no one around and the earth is dead outside and there's no sun and there's no play. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that. And it sucks. Bad. It sucks going in and then taking a final. Like in the spring, you take a final and you take it and then you walk outside and you go, oh, it's sunny. I can feel a little bit happy that I'm I'm outdoors now and not taking a final. But in the winter, you take a final and say it's at 730 in the morning, like one that I had this year, and you get outside and it's just cold and it hits you in the face with wind and snow and sadness and you say, ugh, this isn't any better than it was indoors. Is Yeah, it's not, not, <laughs> exactly. good. not a fan of that. Uh, but speaking of winter, I watched a very good film last night. A very good cinema experience was had. Really? What was it? It was, oh gosh, it was, it was Cool Runnings. Have you ever seen Cool Runnings, Patrick? I've never seen Cool Runnings, but I you were talking about it before. I hadn't I either, and it changed my life, I think. What's it about? It's about the J- Jamaican bobsled team. Oh, that wait, we we have talked about this before. Yeah, it's Have oh, we talked about this before? I think we've talked about the Jamaican Bob Sunday before. It was very good. Um I watched it and it was it's so cheesy. Oh, it's, a, it's a Disney movie. It's a Disney film. And but it has it has beer and a a bar fight in it. And that was that was very good. The main antagonist well, it's a is Disney, it's a Disney B movie from the nineties. Exactly. Of but it has John Candy in it, and I love John Candy. And 
the the main antagonist of the film is an angry east generic eastern russian or eastern european man like we don't know what country he's from ever i don't think and he <laughs> is just upset that there are jamaican people there and he doesn't really have any like they they literally get to the olympics and it's <laughs> it doesn't even make sense because they get up and to, to to do their first practice run and he just leans over the railing and says you better go home now you have no place here for the bobsled and like I don't know what accent he was doing. I don't know where he was from, but he was just upset that they existed. Um, it was it was really good. And then the coach was like this disgrace, and he had cheated. And it was a whole it was a redemption arc. Um, very funny, very uh, family friendly. Uh, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time. Ready, ready. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up, it's bobsled time. Cool. So now our new catchphrase is uh, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up. It's podcast time. So I think we should say that before every episode to psych ourselves up. Is it okay if I refuse to say that? It, uh, no, I will find somebody else to do the podcast with. <laughs> All I'm saying is I love, I love Cool Runnings and I wanted to share that with the people. Cool Runnings is based on a true story. Yeah, there was actually a Jamaican um, bobsled team in 1988. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, is is um, it's good. a feature Disney film? Not much of it actually happened in real life, but it's unfortunate. There was an actual Jamaican bobsled team, and the opening the opening line of the article says, "Cool Runnings is one of the most popular Olympics movies of the past few decades." <laughs> like, all right. Well, I, let's hold on. Let's let's think about the Miracle on Ice. Um, <laughs> uh, that's literally the only other Olympics film that I can think of. Here's here's a. Uh, are there, any, here's a, um, are there any? Here's a. Are there any? Here's a tip about the Blades uh, of Glory. Okay, Blades of Glory. Yes. What about the biathlon? Here's a, here's a good tip. Here's a good tip for all of you writers out there. Okay. Saying that something is one of the most is a, is stupid because there's no way to substantiate that, but there's also no way to prove you wrong. You know, it's like, how many are there? Are there a hundred popular Olympics movies in the past few decades? Then absolutely, that's true. Are there only two? And this is you got you got to. That's that's a lazy way to start a sentence. I'm sorry. This is not not important. I just wanted to talk about that. Why isn't there an Olympics movie about? I feel like there's a documentary about speed walking. Does that count? All right, I'm googling. I don't know. Don't Google. I don't want to be the guy don't that Google things on the podcast. No, don't be the guy that Google things Olympics on the podcast. Movies. Come on. I'm just kidding. I'm not Google. Patrick. Yeah, I don't know. If you if you or a loved one um, know of any Olympics movies, please write in. Um, that's PO box four, three, 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 nine, Oh, seven, eight, Hollywood, California. Um, that's actually the address for a, Wait, who's PO box. That's, that? that's AFV. Um, I have that memorized <laughs> from America's funniest. Home videos. Yeah. Uh, in case you wanted to send in something to Tom Bergeron, uh, may his soul rest in peace. I used to, he's not dead. I used to have, wait, what? PO Tom box Bergeron's alive. Memor- I wait, I gotta, I gotta go. Is Tom- Mom, Tom Bergeron's alive. Is he actually? I'm back. He's he's actually. Alive. I think he's I, actually telling his mom. I no, I'm I'm, oh, okay. I'm here. I know. I never thought that Tom Bergeron was dead. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> so what were yeah? What were we gonna talk about today? <laughs> okay, so we got we got an email from a oh, cruncher. Did we? A couple of about a week ago. Oh, maybe you got an email because I don't think I got an email. I forget. I forget where I got the email, but 
or it might have been it might have been a, a DM on Twitter, but oh, someone was yeah. like, "Hey, you guys should talk about the new Netflix show Big Mouth." Oh. And my immediate my immediate response was in my head, I was like, "No." No, I don't <laughs> want to watch that show. I do that all the time. People I love John me... Mulaney and it crawl is cool, but like I've seen I've been seeing ads for Big Mouth on Instagram mm-hmm. for months and every time I see it I'm like this show is about middle schoolers and puberty and having sex. Like what why why would I want to watch that show? That just seems like a myriad of, of just sin. Yeah. I mean, you, you, know? you had mentioned it to me and I watched while well, I was waiting for you to hop on the call. Not that you were late, but I was just, I set up early and I was waiting and you had mentioned it. I looked up some of the clips and there was a YouTube compilation. I do not recommend it to anybody. This is big mouth, funny moments. And I watched five minutes of it and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was they, the, the middle schoolers are, they talk like they're, adults almost in a way and i think they're trying to make it it's like oh we this is how middle schoolers actually talk but i don't think middle schoolers talk about sex that much i mean maybe maybe the yeah, crowds I, that i ran in or I, I they didn't do that but just even in like the boys locker room like the pinnacle of the middle school experience we did not say the things that these characters in this show were saying because we were 11 years old we were 12 years old we yeah, didn't we're, we're we didn't know anything that, I mean. yeah yeah, oh, it's so weird. It's like, like over-sexualizing over middle school. It's weird. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of creepy that like an adult is made over that sexualizing. Show. I think I'll, yeah, I think we'll talk about I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I actually watched the first three minutes of the movie or the TV show. Yeah, and I had I just had to stop in the middle of it because I just couldn't handle it anymore. It was so gross. But like within the first two minutes of the show you see full frontal nudity of a middle school kid. Do you really? It's animated, but, Ugh. like, still. And I'm like, Ugh. in no universe is that okay. Why? That's not okay at all. What? Full? Like, not and even, like, censored yeah. or anything? Not even censored. It's, what? It's not even his full body. It's literally just... Oh. Oh. That oh. Why? Middle school. I don't know. I don't... That's gotta don't be, understand. like, illegal or something. I know that's my first thought. I was like, that's gotta be a crime. Like that has to be against the law. You can't like animate a child's anatomy and put it. That was like, are you kidding me? That was a whole goof in in Rick and Morty is that the guy that got to animate uh, holographic Morty, like everybody made fun of him. You you know what I mean? Like that's, that was literally like a joke in another show about how wildly inappropriate that is, you know? In a show that's wildly inappropriate. In a show that's wildly in a show that, that is already wildly inappropriate. Even Rick and Morty acknowledges the fact that there are some things that are just too far. Like what the heck? I'm sorry. Oh I'm just. Gosh. I'm. And I'm aghast. It's two adults. There. This was their brainchild, and you're like, how? How are you going to sit in a writer's room and be like, you know, what would be awesome is if we drew this. Like, let's draw this. Like, no, please don't. Um. And the same, this I had the same reaction when I was reading. Uh, did you ever read a John Green book, like in your life? I don't recommend it. I've never read, a John, read a John Green. I've book? never read a John Green book in my life. I have seen The Faults in Our Stars. I do regret that. Yeah, there in in his first book, Looking for Alaska. The entire the entire book, the main character is like daydreaming about how many layers of clothing are between him, his oh. naked body, and a girl's naked body. Oh. Yeah, and and I'm like and. 
I'm I'm sitting there reading this book and I'm like, first of all, this is gratuitous, mm-hmm. and also, this is a 30 year old man writing <laughs> I'm, this about I'm imagining a 50 year old girl. I'm imagining you sitting and looking at your book with just a disgusted face, like, in <laughs> in a little thought bubble pops up. This is gratuitous, like, <laughs> just being upset as you're reading it. Oh gosh, <laughs> that, that's a, and I couldn't enjoy the book because I was like, concerned for this for the the state of this man's soul. Like, yeah. how can you imagine? two 15 year olds it's just disgusting it's and it's weird the fact that it's like at first you're like oh at first someone may think patrick what's the big deal uh-huh what is wrong with a 30 year old um just describing what happens to a 15 year old well here's why because that's a disorder i mean it's obviously a disorder it's not okay for you to imagine the sexuality of a 15 year old you know in any think, kind of like i think there's some degree to it where it's artistic and you're i mean maybe he's writing and you you genuinely want to like relay the emotions and feelings of a teenager like a teen character but you can do that in a way that is not like this over sexualized thing you know what i mean you can there are plenty of writers i mean even jk rowling given as much flack as she has received since she has written the books but like she did a good job getting inside of teenagers heads or specifically harry's head and like writing about what he was going through do you know what i mean like, but it, yeah. it never got to the point where it was, and he even, t- she even like talked about his feelings for like all the other characters and everything. And you can do it in a way that is relatable and relatable to millions and millions of people without it being this like, oh, every teenager is thinking about all of this sexy stuff all the time. Yeah. Like that. Ugh, why does it have and to, I, I don't know, have to I don't go know. there? I mean, it's definitely a, a trend culturally uh-huh. trying to oversexualize uh-huh. everything. Oversexualize the youth and, specifically. Yeah, because the oversexualizing quicker, youth as a whole. Yeah, yeah, because the quicker you sexualize the youth, the quicker then they're going to be, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's all about money and getting kids to buy into the culture. Yeah, the yeah. Mm-mm-mm. I just I'm. It's weird to think about because. I mean, even after, like, when Stranger Things came out, people were uh, saying very inappropriate things about the child stars. And it's like, what are you yeah. talking Ooh, about? That's they do that all the time. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't like it. How can you... I'm not a fan. And you can't even say it's a slippery slope fallacy anymore. You know, like, uh-huh. not everything's a slippery slope because the slope has already slipped. Like, people are actually, people that are writing these shows are actually pedophiles. It's actually coming out now. <laughs> yeah. That these people are like, more sexually disordered and deviant and like doing terrible things with their power over people and they're using it sexually like it's actually happening every other month this year we've had someone even more frequently it came out than that. someone yeah 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 even more frequently than that every other week it seems mm-hmm. some some powerful hollywood personality has come out as this like as a sexual deviant and it's like I, there's no there's no question of where they got this they got it from the culture they've been writing for for years and years and years and like i was i was talking to my friend Teresa, shout out Teresa about this last night and first of all as a catholic i'm just pissed because for about 30 years since 1992 for about 30 years hollywood has made fun of the catholic church for the sex scandals that is covered up yep and then all of a sudden mm. it comes out that since the 70s Mm-hmm. These powerful Hollywood moguls have been covering up sex scandals left and right. And we all knew. Yeah. Like Louis C.K. Catching Fox talked about Louis C.K. a couple weeks back. Uh-huh. But, like, you can tell. If you watch Louis C.K.'s comedy, mm-hmm. you can tell there's some kind of sexual disorder there. Yeah. He's talking about 
He's talking about masturbation. He's talking about having disgusting health habits. There was one. There was one uh, bit where he was talking about how he would definitely have sex with like a twenty-year-old member of the audience. Like, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But like, actually, though, I'm not. And it's like, okay, you're obviously not kidding. First of all, and second of all, that's disgusting. How could you say that? You're a forty-year-old man with children, and I don't know. It just, I, I just where, where is it going to stop? And what can you do? And when, when are people going to wake up? Because I, I feel like people haven't woken up yet. I don't think it's going to stop until, I mean, the end of American culture, to be honest, <laughs> because it's just going to keep going because it yeah. makes it makes money and people want like we live in a culture that says, all right, if you do this thing, you'll be you'll be pleasure, you'll have pleasure and you'll be happy and you'll be content. Um, and if that doesn't do it for you, then let's just ratchet it up a notch, you know, and you can have that if you want it, because it's it's here for you. Um, and like, I think pornography definitely plays a huge part. And like the availability of pornography since, you know, um, the internet, obviously. And then that has just slowly seeped into every single aspect of everything that we do. And I don't know what the answer is. I mean, I know that one important thing that we as Catholics can do is speak out against media that is bad. I mean, Big Mouth, whatever, is like a small example of that. But we know there are tons of movies that come out all the time. There are tons of things that are just extremely popular that everybody takes it for granted that you're going to like this and you're going to enjoy this. Um, but speaking out against it, refusing to go and pay money for it, um, refusing to watch it, starting conversations with people about it. The, the more that we talk about these things and more and more we make people realize the hypocrisy that exists kind of within the Hollywood culture sphere is, Oh, all of this sexual deviancy is bad, but also we're going to fill your brain with all of that crap all the time. Like that, I I literally think people are so inundated by, like the constant barrage of pleasure and, uh, all all I I can't think of the word, but that we forget to think about what actually is happening and what people are saying. I think we have we have a responsibility as Catholics and as Christians and as people who have morals and people who care about our children and people who care about not our children but like young people, the youth. Like my younger brothers, you know, I try to protect them as best as I can from things and talk to them about things. And my parents do the same thing, you know, like it, we all have responsibility to the people that are younger than us. And it clearly shows that we're failing them because we're allowing them to watch things like Big Mouth. You know what I mean? So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I think I'm we, rambling. I think, we, I think we overestimate our ability to resist a cultural tug. Mm. You know, like we think we're somehow immune. Yeah. And I've talked to guys. I mean, I've talked to guys for everybody on this campus talks about any kind of sexual addiction they've had and like i've talked to guys that are like man i just don't know i just don't know what like man i just can't stop watching porn I just, i'm just trying my best and i just can't keep getting out of the habit and then like in the same day like three conversations later they're talking about game of thrones and i'm like i don't know maybe that could be part of it mm-hmm. maybe it could be because you're filling yourself with garbage and that you're susceptible to that like you know if you're if you're like watching big mouth and it's like talking about all of these like sexual uh, disorders and temptations that you may have struggled with in middle school and like it's 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 framing those things as good there's a character in it um there's like the hor- hormones are like depicted a monster and the monster is like constantly telling the kid to like do certain things mm-hmm. and like it's absolutely allegorical with like demonic temptation oh yeah but it's painted as something that's natural instead of something that you need to resist and you need to get through you know it's painted as something that's natural and like giving into the temptations is just a part of growing up which it's not and so, um, so yeah, like it, filling yourself with garbage, like big mouth, 
is going to make you sexually disordered. And movies warps our idea of reality because, like, if you see, if you watch something on, on Full House, like if you watch Full House, I love Full and House. It's people talk, amazing. It's if you watch show. real people talking in real situations, your brain, like the back of your brain, does not distinguish that from real life. There's no way you can distinguish that. It's like, oh well, if I um, it's like when you're a baby and you're watching what happens when a cup falls off the table, it hits the floor and makes a noise, mm-hmm. right? So if you're watching full house and you see well drinking underage gets me in trouble with my parents and like gets me falling with the wrong crowd then you're gonna learn that right but then if you watch big mouth and you see oh well this kid has um gives into sexual temptation and um is fine then i'm going to be fine or if you watch how i met your mother and think well barney stinson has sex with 200 women and doesn't get syphilis i must not get syphilis if i have sex with 200 women it's Mm -hmm. not conscious but it works and it does it to you and you don't even notice and you need to notice. You need to notice that TV is doing this to you, and you need to fight it by yeah. not watching it. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's and that's where I think that I mean we've talked about uh, BoJack Horseman on the show before, and that's why I think that's you know one of the better animated shows is because it shows the consequences of being a terrible person and doing terrible things. You know what I mean? And I you're sure. you're exactly right. There's so many shows out there that don't have consequences at all. I mean that's like the whole point of a sitcom really is that you can do whatever you want. You reset the next week and everything's fine. Um, yeah. And, but that's just not how, that's not how life works. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I think I just, we've moved away from that kind of sitcom. We have. Where, where the, the return to homeostasis sitcom, but like there, and I think that's because in the 1990s, we were like caught in this like scientific naturalism, this like, this hopefulness that, you know, there is some kind of a moral structure without God, you know, cause if you look back at the 1990s, Generally, generically godless structures, right? There's, they're just kind of just happy American families with no necessarily like religious religiosity in them, uh-huh. but they're still happy and successful. Right. But eventually, we kind of stuff doesn't work, and so we move more into this like nihilistic Walking Dead television show where literally nothing matters anymore. Yeah, I think. I mean, the, the big thing I keep coming back to is we just need to stop watching TV. Just overall. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, there's a Mother Teresa quote. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's like, the TV is Satan's portal into the home or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, I, I love TV. I really do. I, I just, I think that, I think it, it's, it could be used for so much good. And like, yeah, the same thing can be done with books. Like, if you read crappy books and like crappy comic strips, it's going to, it's going to do the same thing. So like whatever medium you're consuming, you're mm-hmm. going to get crap. Um, it's just television is such like a wide yeah. scale. And there 
there are good television shows out there. I honestly think that a lot of TV shows um, portray, uh, if they portray in a good light, they do it to a minimalist in a minimalistic way that like it's kind of negligible. But there are some shows that just it gets too far, like Big Mouth. I just I would I just think that um, I don't I don't think you can redeem that. It's just grotesque or um shows like the league on fx Mm. it's just you can't you can't watch shows like that it just destroys the way your brain thinks and you start thinking different things are okay like i remember when i was i used to i used to watch the league when i was a junior in in um in high school and my one of my teachers actually i was talking about it and he was like um you can't you shouldn't watch that show i was like why not and he was like i mean you've been like swearing more is that why and i was like actually yeah that's totally that's totally it yeah really a guy that swears but like you've been swearing more is that why because you've been watching that show i'm like it's probably because i've been watching that show mm-hmm. and here, it does stuff to you it, you're I mean, right your behaviors. and i think another thing that we have to talk about is even shows that are maybe not as questionable um i'm thinking shows like parks and rec in the office that are just so ubiquitous um but people will take those shows people people tell me that they've like oh yeah this is my sixth watch of the office like the whole thing I'm like, why? What are you doing? What? <laughs> why? You know, and that's and it has an effect on people. You can tell people who have watched The Office multiple times because their sense of humor is like it, it's all the same. Like everybody laughs at the same thing and does the same thing because their sense of humor is so shaped and so warped by The Office. And like, not that that's, that's a, true. You definitely need to diversify. That's not a bad thing. Um, like I, I listen to this podcast called my brother, my brother, me all the time. And my sense of humor is definitely shaped by that podcast because I listen to it so much. And yeah. And the thing is, is that, I mean, we, we all have to, if we're going to consume media, we need to be aware of what we're doing. We need to be aware of what we're taking in and think about like the morality of it. Yes. But also, even if it's not something that's inherently immoral, even if it's not something that doesn't toe the line, it's something that's, you know, fine. Um, are you getting enough variety? Are you spending enough time reading? Are you spending enough time uh, talking to other people? Like what? There's there's got to be <laughs> yeah. so many other ways to spend your time than to watch The Office six times. <laughs> that like that, it, but that's just the culture, and that's what people do. Is like, oh, what are you doing? Well, I guess I'm just gonna lay in bed and you know do this again. And the same can be said with with anything. It can be a show. It can be movies. It can be uh, podcasts. It can be whatever. I don't know. You had a thought? Um, yeah, I don't know. I I was thinking about this earlier. I was thinking about an, another book that I had read last year. It was another teen. It just it just gets me so fired up. I just get so pissed off because I wa- I read. Can I say pissed off on the podcast? Yes, you can I, say pissed off on the podcast. Um, <laughs> I was reading this. I was reading this book. It was a. It wasn't. I forget what the author was, but it was a book for teenagers. And I was like reading young adult books. I just wanted to read. A book that something didn't take too much thinking. Yeah, yeah, I should want to read something. And at the end of the book, the guy, like the kid, um, the child, has it has sex with his love interest. And um, gross. It's like I had to skip. I had to skip pages because it was like detailed. Ugh. And at the end, at the end of the book, at the end of the book, the, the narrator, who is the child, was um, admitted to that his purpose of telling that story was to um arouse the reader what 
like the purpose was to get the reader to masturbate. And this that is, was what he said. This is a young story. adult the, novel. The, yeah, description. This is a young adult novel written by a 40-year-old man talking oh. as a 15-year-old boy trying to get other 15-year-old boys to masturbate. How is that not Tell weird? me there's not something wrong with that. That is so... Tell me that there's not something mortally sinful and illegal about that. <laughs> and, like, when when I... <laughs> mortally sinful and illegal. And it leads... <laughs> Sorry, that was, and was like, are you kidding me? Like, it just... <laughs> I, I have my priorities in order. <laughs> exactly, um, yeah. Just... It's just, like, can... Like, piss you off? That really, like, that really frosts my flakes. You it know really what I'm saying? I just flakes. can't get over it. It really cooks and my nuggets. And I was nuggets. talking to Teresa about it, and I was, and I was like, "This, this gets, this gets people like, um, like Matt Lauer. The big Matt Lauer incident was that he mm-hmm. had a button underneath his desk that uh. locked the door so that younger assistants couldn't get out. And the thing is, is that that's you like, hear about this, out of like, yeah, like, did somebody not, like, somebody had to install that? Matt Lauer didn't just go exactly. in and MacGyver this button to lock the door. He didn't do that. <laughs> And it's, yeah, like, it's and like become someone so... Someone knew about Louis C.K.'s liaisons with female fans. Yeah. Someone knew about Kevin Spacey. Someone knew about all of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? And they set aside. But, like, the, the reason why these people seemed like it was... These people thought it was okay was because of books like this and TV shows like this. Like, that's just what... That's just a weird, like, that's just a weird sex thing that they like. Like, that's fine. Yeah. And also, also pornography. I mean, you can't even... You can't even begin to, like... Yeah. Exculpate pornography out of this. But, I mean, to be honest, TV shows, like, that depict anatomy and like disgusting sexual stuff leads right into porn like it, it's just it's just an open door mm-hmm. it's barely even a gateway at this point it just yeah. it's the same door yep um and it makes this stuff seem okay and like the stuff these people have done i was talking to Teresa. i was like man i just wish the whole jawbone thing from exodus was still allowed because like yeah. that's just what you want to do you know it's uh-huh. like just stop hurting people just three thousand people down with a jawbone and Something that she, I was just, I was kind of venting, and she was like talking me down. She was like, <laughs> "Patrick, you can't, you can't, she's like, she's like, Patrick, you can't kill three thousand people with a jawbone, buddy. You can't do it. You can't it's kill the, people with a jawbone. You, with I know, I know, I know. You want to so bad. I know you want to grab that jawbone, but I mean, sometimes it just feels like the solution. Just please <laughs> stop this somehow. <laughs> but she was like, <laughs> she was like, Patrick, the the um the job that you're going to use is your own purity and your own future marriage. Boom. Like the, that's, that's how we cut this down. Mm, get them. And so the, the only, the only way we can cut, the only way that we can kill the vice. And it's obviously supposed to be a spiritual metaphor, not, not a tangible physical one where we actually murder a bunch of Hollywood executives. Well, but um, that, that's how we're going to slaughter these demons with uh-huh. the jawbone of a donkey. It's, it's through our own purity and our own, our own marriages and priesthoods and, and sisterhoods and like so I, I guess that that's I want to make an exhortation to our audience because this yeah. kind of just sounds like we're just complaining about something we all know exists but we may have rolled our eyes at and like whenever whenever on um, whenever you're watching like a romantic comedy and it's like totally clean and kid friendly up until like the third act and all of a sudden they're having sex you just roll your eyes like fast forward like not this again if you've ever felt like that then you are also like a witness to this problem. And this is the way that we solve it. It's a personal change, like a uh-huh. personal commitment to purity. And like the same people, myself included, the same people that roll their eyes at a rom-com where there's sex, like also are tempted to like sexual deviancies. Yeah. We all have sexual sin that we're tempted to. Well, mm-hmm. most of us have sexual sin that we're tempted to. So like make sure that to the sin of the world and make sure that you're constantly praying and, and making reparations for, the heinous sin of people who have so much power over other people to ruin their lives. Yeah. I'm just so upset. I, yeah, I get it. And I think uh, you're right in that if we, if we focus on our own personal purity 
not only will that that will cause an actual legitimate change in I mean, when we say like, oh, I need to be more pure, we think that just means, oh, I'm going to stop doing this thing or I'm going to stop doing that thing. But it, when you when you change that way, when you start to live a, a pure lifestyle, when you really want to be chased or whatever, conquer those sexual sins or the sexual temptations that you're fighting, then your entire mindset changes. You're, yeah. You're, you're no longer – because when you struggle with those kinds of things, you have a pretty one-track mindset, and it's – What's going to arouse me? Yeah. And that, you know, that's really the end of the conversation. And so now, you know, when you're, when you're in a more pure mindset, you can think, okay, what is going to be good for me? Not, not what's going to arouse me, which may, you, your body interprets as good, right? And what your mind thinks is good. But what is like genuinely good for my soul? What's good for my body? Like what, what is actually good, you know? And then when you have that conversation with yourself, you can say, okay, do I really need to go see, um, the Fifty Shades Darker movie, uh, probably not. You know, and then all you of a sudden, <laughs> and but even even for other things like romantic comedies, maybe it's television shows that you just don't feel a need to watch anymore. Um, like it is. Here's a fun fact: it is okay to stop watching a show without finishing it. it that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's okay to not watch the show that everybody else is watching. It's okay to not go see Star Wars. Like. All things, right? And then you, all of a sudden, you are making a change in your own life, which will cause a change in other people because people look up to you, whether you know it or not. There are people in your life that look to you because of your life and how you live it. And so when you change and when you make these differences, then all of a sudden you are causing an effect on the big media corporations that are you know, trying to control our lives with sex just by one, your one little act of personal, yeah. personal conversion. And it sounds like it's a nothing. It sounds like it's very little and very small, um, but it's it, you know small things with great love. That whole thing. Here's the old GK switcheroo. You ready for it? I'm ready. Purity is not about what purity is not about what you don't do in the darkness. It's about what you do in the light. Ooh, zing. GK switcheroo. The GK switcheroo. Did you just write that in your head, or is that an actual quote? Yes. Wow. Yes, I did. Wow, Patrick Nevy. Did you know that Patrick is going to be a Catholic speaker one day? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad. I'm going. I'm going to Walla Walla, Washington soon. That's wait, wait, wait. That's the farthest. Aren't I going? Or is it just you that's going? Um, so here's the here's the bad news. Whoa! <laughs> hold on a minute. Wait just a darn second. This is right here on the podcast. This Whoa! Is, this is this is. I'm upset now. This is angry casting by Ethan. We could they, um, we could both go. What do you mean? Only they, one of us can go. I want to go to Washington. No, they. Uh, so I got I got an email the other day I'm about uh, from from the contact. Uh-huh. They were like, no, no. Uh-huh. They were like, sorry, we we talked to the board and that we can only um we can only send we can only we only have enough money to house one of you. So you just picked you yourself? No, they picked me. What? What's wrong with me? Why did they say? What did they say about me? I didn't ask. I feel like the Luke Carey of this episode now. <laughs> oh sorry i think Luke I think last only... name oops <laughs> whoops oops um i don't know i don't know i don't know why it's a really good question you know i don't care um, it doesn't bother me at all actually <laughs> you brought it up you brought it up no you brought it up 
you brought up the speaker thing, and then I started talking. Yeah, that's right, I did. I did yeah. bring it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm just excited because I've never been wester. I've never been wester than um, than San Antonio, Texas. Well, I've never been invited to go to another state before, but apparently I've been uninvited to go to a state. You went to St. Louis, Missouri. You went to St. Louis, Missouri for a theology on tap. St. Louis, right, that was cool. Missouri doesn't count because it's two seconds away from where I live already. Oh, okay. Whatever. It's fine. Um, you should it, come to Ohio and give a talk. In my dorm room, you should just come and talk to me. Just uh, oh, I want, I want oh. door open or closed. Door open. Okay, good. Door open. I can do that. You can't have girls in your room without your door open. <laughs> I got him. Ethan, you there? Hanging up the call. <laughs> no, wait, don't. I'm so mad. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do we have anything else on this? I feel like we covered pretty much everything that there is to say. Um. Yeah, I think we covered pretty much yeah. everything. Just uh, don't, 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 don't give in to FOMO. Social media plays a part in this too. Like, yeah, you just because everybody's talking about something, just because everybody's doing something, posting about something, you read the classics. You know, watch, watch the Twilight Zone. That's a good show to watch. I love the Twilight Zone. The illustration of how social media matters, Ethan. I gave up social media uh, for a week twice this semester. Did you notice at all? Nope. I did not. Was I supposed nope. to? Yep. See? Nope. See, nobody knows when you give social media. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's literally pointless. You don't have to post anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If you have any further questions or if you disagree with us strongly, feel free to write in. Uh, you can contact us. If you, you, you if us. you or a loved one is Harvey Weinstein. Oh. Um, we should interview <laughs> a Hollywood media star and say, did you know about this? And then that's it. That's the only question that we ask. Um, <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna write into our show, either for the monthly mailbag or just to send us an email, you can send us an email at ethan at thecrunchcast dot com or patrick at thecrunchcast dot com. You can contact us on Twitter as uh, at Catholic Pat or at Brapostle. Um You can follow us on Facebook, uh, which is just the Crunch on Facebook. Um, you can. Uh, I don't know. You do the rest of it. I'm doing the crunch of the week. <laughs> oh crap! I was doing that. I thought you were doing the other thing. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. We got oh, some exciting. Go. We got some exciting uh, um, podcast projects coming up. Did you get that? Um, bonus? I, told, I texted this to Ethan. Oh really? What are you talking about? Oh um, how you uh you want to do the Bible podcast? Oh yeah. I told my mom about it. She thought it was a great idea, and I was like, oh thanks, mom. I would Thank have at least supporting my friends. I would have at least one listener in uh, your mom. Yes, which, which would my mom good. would be a good listener. That would be worth it just to do every day. And then I'm I'm trying to start a uh, a podcast where we talk about um, spiritual books, and so it's going to be like five minute we podcast or maybe every other day podcast where you go through a spiritual book and we and we we talk about it and summarize it, so you don't have to like struggle through a spiritual book and you can read good spiritual books with me because I want to read more spiritual books. <laughs> And so we're in order to access these projects, or at least my project. I don't know if even I don't. I don't. I need to figure out the. I need to figure out the details on my project. But well, yeah. Ethan announced his project before he figured out the details. If you want to, um, (laughs) if you want to, if you want to follow these projects, donate on Patreon. They're going to be Patreon exclusive projects. And five dollars or more gets these podcasts. Three dollars or more gets a bonus podcast that we put out um, every other week. Yeah. Or has it been every week? It's been every other week. 
right, cool. Every week we have a bonus podcast, and it, it it shows up right on your phone every time we release it. So it's like you don't even have to go to Patreon to get it. it but you do have to go to Patreon to get it. Hey, hey, buddy, do you have that crunch of the week thing yet? <laughs> I have it right here. Um, it's this is amazing by Pethead for Life. I'm very selective with the podcasts that I listen to, and I must say that this is one of the best. Thanks, guys, for taking the time to put these together each week. God bless. Thank you, Pethead for Life. Aw, thank you. Uh, if you would like to be the crunch of the week, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, that's where I pull these from. We're trying to get to two hundo. Uh, we're at one seventy-seven, so I feel like we're pretty close. We should. I want to hit two hundred. Yeah, we gotta get. We gotta get that two hundo. Um, I don't have anything else to talk about for this end of the podcast episode i mean i have one more thing i finally signed up for sls so we're so we're going yeah patrick oh yeah if you want to meet up at sls let us know through any of the aforementioned uh contact points i do we'll probably do an organized meetup yeah if if there are enough people that are going if it's just one person you just have to find us and it's like where's waldo except it's where's Patrick. and we'll get we'll get lunch or something coffee or something i can't commit to that but if patrick can then yes no ethan's gonna come with us i'm gonna make him he's gonna get out of the social bubble Okay. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. And we'll see you on the Twitter.